0: Welcome to Skuko's Podcast. It's been a while. Uh, not gonna lie, it's been probably too long. They started works out the back and then I've been lazy and yeah, now here we are. But welcome back guys and, and thanks for still sticking around. I, I've actually been having a look at the, the trends of late and uh, people are still listening so I guess that's a good thing. Alright, so let's get into it. Formula One. How are we going with that? We've had a few races. Uh, I'm not gonna recount all of them. It's been a pretty uh, you'd say it's a whitewash i mean lewis and mercedes have been dominant that's for sure um but uh i definitely think that there's some some reasons to get excited um daniel ricardo yeah yeah i'm australian get over it um the, the the main thing with daniel is just how much he puts in no matter what like he's leaving that team at the end of this year he could easily just not really care but Man, that drive at Spa is just, it's awesome. And it actually makes me really look forward to this weekend at Monza because it's a low downforce track. Those cars on low downforce, uh, particularly in Ricardo's hands, are great. So good that they could potentially, I guess, challenge for the lead, if not maybe a podium because, I mean, yeah, Verstappen could take away some wing and so forth, but is that going to destabilize that car just that little bit too much? I mean, I know he's driving really well and he's obviously outperforming what that car is capable of at the moment. And you can clearly see that with Albon, but I actually have a feeling that Ricardo could, if he gets the right race, nick a podium and make Cyril eat his words and get a tattoo, which could be awesome. Not the tattoo, the, the podium, I really don't care about the tattoo. And there's a lot being said about it at the moment which is really kind of irrelevant and i'm still muttering about it so sorry for that um but yeah no really cause like i think it's cause for excitement um that mid mid pack area is is really interesting because depending on the track that we're going to at the moment depends on the result that we're getting and the racing in that mid pack has been really really good uh pierre gasly had a really great showing this weekend he absolutely destroyed um they kind of destroyed Ricardo because I feel like if they hadn't have held, like if they'd pitted like everybody else and Ricardo was released, he would have probably gotten to Max by the end of that race. But um, the, the the point remains, I mean, they're entitled to do their own strategy. The Perez one was a little weird being on a soft tie. I don't know if he just missed the pit egg entry or if, he, uh, or if the team just thought, will go long and try and come back at them later on down the track i'm, I'm not sure i know perez is good on his tires but it kind of just it spoiled the race a little bit for me um watching him try and battle and hold everyone up it was just sort of a bit annoying i mean that's part of racing i guess and we have to you know take the good with the bag and i'm sure ricardo's lamenting that fact right now um yes mercedes are dominant and i don't think you're ever going to get away from that so you you can piss and moan all you want but ultimately hats off to them like just the, the sheer pace that Hamilton has in that car and and the fact that Mercedes have for what now six years straight developed a car that is winning championship winning material um that you, you got to take your hats off to them they've, they've done a really good job and I know everyone sits back and says oh my god how can you say that about myself oh they've just dominated oh it's boring yeah okay we said that about the schumacher era as well but you you gotta appreciate it now like there's no good getting three years down four years down track and say oh yeah that was you know that was an awesome run of domination by that team and i can't believe how well they they did at that time and you know this and that like appreciate it now stop pissing and moaning you can not like the drivers all you want but you can't take away from what a team is doing and to be able to put that together year in year out without actually um causing like a massive change or having issue or falling by the wayside i mean it's a tremendous accomplishment to be able to get a team to the top let alone keep it there um Yes, I know you'll all think that, you know, Lewis is you know, he's only as good as his car, blah, 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 blah. Stop saying that because he is wiping the floor with Bottas. Like he's that that sounds really weird. It's like he's wiping his botass. <laughs> oh my god, did I just say that? Um, but he he is absolutely driving at his peak, especially in the last two races. He has been in a different zone and really driving well in my opinion yeah he still has made the odd mistake like he broke himself in the race on sunday um in can't remember the name of the corner the last chicane um sorry al Ben chicane oh god I'm, I'm having a good day today um but he, he did really really well and um he's driving just to the to the nth degree and i, I think that should be commended and you know, it's one thing to have a fast car, but it's another thing to consistently deliver results. And that's what he does week in, week out. Same can be said for Max Verstappen, except his car's probably not quite where uh, they need it to be for him to, to really win championships. But I feel like we've been saying this of Red Bull for, for seven, eight years now. Um, since Vettel last won a, a championship, it's... Been there or thereabouts, but it's never been a real competitor to the Mercedes, and um, I, I'm sure um, you know they'll get back to their winning ways eventually. And we'll be all probably pissing and moaning about that at that time. Initially, we'll be excited, and then after that, you'll all be like, "Ah, oh, no, it's them winning every race." Well, that's what happens. I mean, if they get a, a, a engineered advantage, then. They get to the front and it's it's really hard to beat them. Um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with all this. Uh, I've kind of lost my train of thought because it's been so long since I've done one of these. It's, um, it's, it's actually really weird talking back into a microphone, if I'm perfectly honest. Um, but Danny Rick, fastest lap on the last lap. Absolutely sent it. Probably pissed off Cyril. But I'm glad he did and you know it kind of makes your mind sort of tick okay if he was able to just take a tenth or two off of his time every every lap for the entire race he probably would have passed for stappen all these maybes and ifs i don't like to get into that but i actually think that the renault is really good and same with the Macca, the Maca is really good on the the tires and they they just have that Uh, ability to keep them alive i mean norris has come back at the end of races and you know really shown some pace Um, ricardo had that failure at um, austria in the first race and he he would have done the same like he would have come back at them um it's really interesting to just just see the the different cars and how they are using their tires arguably the mercedes is much faster but does tend to use its tires a little bit more so interesting times um racing point what happened like mass performance but then nowhere i i don't even understand where or why they sort of just drop off the point i mean if they've completely copied the mercedes you would expect them to be just as fast for majority of the race as those guys or a similar pace to last year, but it really does seem that the other teams, like McLaren and Renault, have have actually come to the fore. Like they've actually made some incredible jumps. Unfortunately for Renault, that that's just sort of been in par with everybody else. Um, but yeah, like it, it is really um, quite interesting to to watch the dynamic in that midfield. Um, And and I look forward to to Monza, as I was saying, because I I think Renault can really challenge. And I think McLaren will be up there as well. They're not quite as strong um, in the quality, it seems, in those low downforce areas, but their race pace seems to be pretty good. And it's unfortunate that uh, the likes of Saints couldn't race um, on the weekend because I think we probably would have seen that a little bit more um, in this particular race. Um, So, yeah, so... I guess um, it's been an interesting weekend. the The other thing to note is Perez. What do we make of Perez? I. I I don't like the guy. I really don't. I don't like how he drives. I uh, kudos to him for making tires live and everything else, but he almost puts somebody in the wall every fucking race. Like it just it's oh, he he is really frustrating. He's like Grosjean, absolutely useless um Grosjean oh I did nothing wrong oh it wasn't me I wasn't moving under mate come on you almost took like three people out in one race in Silverstone like let's just be serious here um you know there's a couple of guys who seem to think that they can squeeze to the nth degree like it's fine to squeeze but then there's that little bit extra where you're almost putting someone in the wall. or You're almost putting someone off the track. And I think they're the things that we need to eradicate out of F1. Um, But I don't think that's going to happen moving forward because it seems like some of the kids coming through the ranks now are are fearless um, and are happy to go toe-to-toe with anybody on any given day. And if that means they need to almost put them in the wall, they're going to. It's a bit of controversy, isn't it? I mean... um, Wasn't too long ago that we'd talk about Michael Schumacher in the same instance where he almost put Barrichello in the wall at Hungary. It's not a good racing tactic. Like, I love Michael Schumacher, but I hated that side of him, you know, where he used to, well, he hit Damon Hill in in 94 and hit Villeneuve in 97. And, you know, like, it's that. I don't know, win or bust mentality. And it's not even in this case, I think what scares me the most is these aren't for the wins. These are for the minor placings. So it's really, uh, yeah, I I don't know. What do you feel about it? Tell me, I I mean, I'd I'd love to know what your thoughts are. Do you you think Perez is dangerous? Do you think Grosjean is dangerous? Or do you like that aspect of the racing that sort of every place is up for grabs and I'm going to defend it to, till the cows come home, so to speak. Um, I don't know. You tell me. Sorry, just had to pause for a drink. <laughs> but yeah, like as I said, you know, it, you guys tell me. I I don't know if um it's worth you know them talking about it and and changing tactics and saying what's right and wrong. I hate when rules are in place for how people should race. I think that's really wrong, but if it's putting someone's life at risk, I feel like it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like you look at the Alonzo Weber pass. They, those guys were close, but they didn't touch and they gave each other room and neither of them were close to freaking walls. Like it just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just a different tactic, different style of racing, and I'm slowly getting my head around it. The other thing I want to talk about today is DRS and the harnessing of the energy and using it for deployment as a, um, I don't know, like a, a safeguard against people trying to attack you. I really want these two things gone from the sport. I hate the fact that you can end up on a straight, open a wing and just overtake somebody before you even get to the corner. Like It takes everything away from... The, the ability like the actual skill of passing a car but it does mean that they really need to rethink the size of these cars um because the more i look at these cars on track the more i just think like, like i feel like they're just too heavy and i know i'm not bringing this up because some drivers have said it um i've been thinking it since their inception because i initially i really loved the big fat tires right look menacing look every but then once you see them on track there's nowhere to pass like you can't get down the inside or the outside of somebody oh pardon me hiccup um it it, it's just too hard like unless you have that drs or the extra power button or whatever the hell they call it i i just i think we're overcomplicating this sport and i think we need to get back to the days where we're racing you know like I don't know about you guys. I've got KO. So I've been re-watching the, like, 97, 98, 99, 2001, like all the old seasons, just we're in COVID, man. I'm in Melbourne. Give me a break. Like, I've got nothing else to do. Um, but re-watching those, those seasons, I could really, like, get an appreciation for the ability of the driver and the fact that they had to push all the time and not just push all the time, but push to pass people. Like, you know, it was a it was a real art form of driving those cars and really getting the most out of them. And they just, they look so nimble. They're so small. The wings are within the front wheels. And, you know, there's, they're very simple compared to what we're looking at today. And lo and behold, we used to complain back then that you couldn't pass. But the passing that goes on was tremendous. You're not going to... I mean, you're not going to get passing every bloody race. It's it's just the nature of the sport. But I think if the cars were just a little bit smaller, the wings were a little bit more dialed down, and, you know, there's a little bit more mechanical grip rather than, you know, sheer um, wing, <laughs> downforce, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, I just think it would would help. Do you? What's your thoughts? Like, have you you gone back and looked at some of those season highlights? And yes, I will reiterate, they are highlights, so you're not going to see the whole thing. You'll see the best of it, and that'll certainly sway your opinion. But it was just such a different sport back then. It was was racing. It was flat-out racing. The tyres didn't degrade to the crap, and you didn't have to manage them. You swapped them out. There was strategy involved. Um, they used to refuel for fucks sake I wish they would oops uh, I wish they would just refuel um because honestly why why do we if there's a problem with things catching on fire and all that why that every other motorsport event still... Refuel. I'm sure Formula One can do it, and if people say, "Oh, but they they use such a fuel," you know, their own fuels, blah blah blah. Well, then get it back to a one hundred four octane fuel that's a race grade fuel that they all use. I mean, you just just do it. Like, set that area can't use this particular fuel. This is what you have to use. Tune it to that. Um, you know, like uh, they're engineers, right? So they can do that. I I just think there's so many little things in the background that they could work on to improve the the overall sport and taking away like DRS and push to pass and all that sort of stuff will... It'll be... Right now, it's not a good idea with the current format of the cars, but in in terms of moving forward, like, I just think a little bit of foresight. A little bit. Sometimes it's just nice to look backwards, have a look at what happened, And then implement that again. I mean, we've got these gigantic front wings, massive rear wings, huge tyres. Like, they're they're not driving, not what I would consider driving the car. Like, they're driving the car, sure, and they're driving it to a number. But that's, like, you just want people to race. Like, thank God for Verstappen in Silverstone, for Christ's sake, who basically told his team engineer to piss off because he just sat there and went no mate I can get him good on you excellent that's what we want we want the driver to make the decision he can feel the car he can drive along and say you know what tires feel good fuck it I'm going for it that's what we want driver not engineer not all this shit you just want the driver to to go after it I feel like I've gone off on a tangent So sorry for that. Anyway, back to the weekend, right? So, as I was saying, Lewis Hamilton won the race. Uh, Valtteri Bottas was second. Max Verstappen third. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo came fourth. And S1 Orcon came fifth. Albon came home sixth. And Lando was seventh um, in the race. And then we had uh, Pierre Gasly, who had a great drive. Um, Obviously ran the hards, had the safety car, stayed out got tracked position, was able to run for a longer period of time before swapping out and making his way back through the field. Lance Stroll had a pretty good performance in ninth place, uh, considering um, where those cars seemed to be at over the weekend. And Sergio Perez, um, with his dangerous manoeuvres, were was the one that uh, managed to bring it home in the top ten. So they, they were your points drivers. Um so they they did very well um aside from perez who deserves a bullet um oh i don't know what i just did anyway i feel like this is a bit sporadic and i'm sort of jumping all around the joint um but hopefully you're getting the gist of what i'm talking about and uh i'll try and clean it up for you uh on another podcast but yeah so that that was the racing from the weekend um Aside from... Actually, I didn't touch on it. The accident. Giovannazzi. What the? Like, literally comes out of the corner, not even on a curb, really. Just lights it up, overcorrects it, and puts it in the wall. Um, takes out George Russell with a wheel, and thank God for the halo. I never thought I'd say that. But, um, you know, thankfully, he um, he's okay. Both are okay. It looks... So much worse when you saw it on on the screen initially because it just it looked like a car had gone over and over and over. Um, but but thankfully both of the guys are alright. Um, yeah. So but Jevanetsi, what, what that's that he crashed on the last lap last year, and this one he made like <laughs> 10 laps, not even nine. Man, I he yeah he, uh, he's he's. He's warming a seat for somebody else, isn't he? Like, let's be honest, Mick Schumacher's probably going to take over from him at some stage. If not, uh, I can't remember Mick Schumacher's teammate who's um, also in the Ferrari Academy. You know, one of those lads are going to take over from him, surely, when they're ready. Because he just, oh, he must, I don't know, he's really not that great. Uh, I know the car's terrible, and ultimately, when a car's terrible, it doesn't show the qualities of the driver, but he shouldn't be dropping it like that. Not, not during the race, not when they're not at 10 tenths and they're saving tires and the like, it, it shouldn't just shouldn't happen. Um, but yeah, um, so that, that'll, I think I'll conclude it there for this week. Um, I'll aim to do one every week and release it on a Wednesday. That is my plan. um, and I'm going to try and do some more recordings so that, you know, if nothing's really happening in terms of the racing side of things that I have another one ready to go in the interim. So I hope you've enjoyed the podcast today, guys. Uh, don't don't forget to uh, give it a rating on, on the old Apple iTunes. Um, you can see this at, on Apple iTunes, uh, Spotify. There's all sorts of platforms now. I think it's available on seven in total. So... Anchor, Breaker, Google Podcasts, uh, Overcast FM. There's a whole bunch of them. So be sure to listen in uh, and uh, stay up to date with everything that I'm doing. Oh, God, I'm about to knock things off the uh, table here. Um, But, yeah, certainly looking forward to speaking to you guys in the next few weeks. Uh, Until then, stay safe. Uh, If you're in Melbourne... Really stay safe, stay at home, wear a mask, you know what the drill is. Um, and I hope you're all well, uh, and we'll speak to you soon. All right, guys. Check.